Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago. Why the front porch? It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. You can check out Bill Toscano's front porch on toscano.com. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you look at our webinar library while you're in there, too. Today, we're talking about building credibility and why it's important. We also have a webinar coming up in a couple of weeks on this as well, so make sure you register for that. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Dana. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Nicole. How are you? Wonderful. I'm always good on Friday mornings, and we have our summer hours now, so we yes. close a little earlier on Friday. Still so getting used to it. I'm not complaining. It's fantastic, but I still wake up I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> it's kind of right? nice. I yeah. know, I know, and I'm I done a little earlier. Should try this, what right? Think? Let's spread the word. <laughs> right. I think it's great, and um, I'm leaving a little earlier today so I can spend some time with Sophia before I leave. I'm heading out to Greensburg Sunday. So spending some time with my daughter before I'm gone for a week. Um, but she has a great week planned. She's going to be, um, hanging out with my younger sister and her two little cousins, um, at, uh, the family's vacation home in Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania. So she's going to be living her best life while mom's gone working hard. So she'll be just fine. (laughs) Now, are you meeting her there when you get back from Greensburg? Yeah. So I'll pick her up on my way back through right off the turnpike, take the exit, pick her up. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And then it's the fourth. How about that? I know. I know we have off Monday, Tuesday. We're just lucky. The scan agency treats us so well. I know. We really are spoiled. <laughs> sorry, everybody. That's not yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, so much to look forward to. And I just still can't believe it's already here. So it's exciting stuff. But it is. It is. in the summer life. Woohoo. Absolutely. What are your weekend plans, Dana? Anything good? Um, this weekend, I don't think I have too, too much next weekend for the fourth. Mom and I have a concert actually closer to you mm-hmm. that we're going to go to next Saturday night. This was part of her mother's day slash birthday. Cause they're both around the same time event. Nice. So here it comes. Hopefully the weather is nice. Either way we're going rain or shine, of course. So that'll be fun. So just kind of take it easy this weekend, hopefully. And there's a carnival thing close by that at the mall actually they set up so we might try to check that out and who knows go to the pool if it ever stops thunderstorming and raining Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know i know i was thinking of you i just got tool tickets for november very nice Mm -hmm. yeah i'm so glad you got them Mm -hmm. yep yep that would be a great concert i've never seen them live but Uh, i would mm -hmm. love to they sound like they would be fabulous so absolutely absolutely that's my husband's like favorite band so this is his birthday gift so yeah it it was good it takes me back to college i know right jamming Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. i had a roommate that did not like it so uh well not everybody does (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oops. And I felt every time she walked in, I could feel the hatred. I'm like, sorry. Uh, oh, the things you, know, you learn in college. Yeah. The, the computer speakers just jamming out, doing what, you know. Mm-hmm. Anywho, good old oh days. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to try to transition from a tool concert <laughs> to credibility. Okay. 
Good times. Yes. Credibility. Good segue. Good segue. Okay. (laughs) So obviously this seems like a basic, we have to build credibility in order to build relationships and get that trust in there with folks. But, you know, especially when you're coming right into a new industry, whether that is insurance or whatever, whatever it is that you do, that credibility piece is something that needs to happen so a customer can feel like they can trust you and they, you know, depending on what you're selling, what you're providing, there's a lot of um, necessary steps that have to happen in order for this trust to be built. Why is this important? Why does this have to happen? So a lot of the times consumers tend to treat businesses the way they treat other people. So they hold you to a specific standard They like to build relationships with somebody that they have faith in, and they're very expressive with their dollars, especially nowadays. We all know this, and the competition is absolutely nuts, especially in the insurance industry right now. But in general, consumers want to engage with a company that's not going to let them down. Think about it. We're the same way, especially our generation, Dana. We expect a certain level. We have these standards that we expect the way to be treated and communicated with when we are working with a service provider of any sort. You gave a really good example a couple of podcasts ago about Comcast, your cable provider, and how that whole thing went for you. You know, and that seems like a minor detail, but it's not like no one likes to be wronged or to feel like the service they're getting isn't at a level that they expected. It's a good way to torque people off. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And I actually, I mean, if you don't mind me jumping in for a second, I think in our industry, we know the service that we like to provide too. I sometimes think when we, when you work in it, like we do, Mm -hmm. maybe we're a little harder to please because we, we might, I don't know that we have higher expectations, but we know what we want to give our, our clients. So we expect it back at all times in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. So we can maybe be the toughest consumers to persuade or to the level to live up to, if that makes sense. But right. just because we always want to show our credibility and that we're living up to what we've promised. And, mm-hmm. but like, you're right, Nicole. I mean, the, how do you sell that right at the beginning? You know, that's the right. tricky part. You know, and just to piggyback off of what you just said, I would not want to be an insurance agent to somebody who works in the industry. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. I feel bad for our agents uh-huh. <laughs> who write our policies. I just got my renewal for July. Uh-oh. I'm with Donegal Mutual, just so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> and I'm not very happy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I barely drive and I have a good driving record and yeah, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. So I feel the squeeze too, guys. Not a happy chick over here, but you know, so the whole point of this is, and I get this question pretty often, especially from new producers or folks just entering into the insurance industry. So how do I prove that I'm one of the good ones? How do I build my credibility? Um, How do I let my customers know that I truly have their best interest in mind? And how do I gain trust and confidence with our clients? So those are a couple of things we're going to talk about today, but I thought it made sense to talk about the five elements of trust. If anyone's seen Meet the Fockers, do you remember the, the circle of trust? <laughs> I think of whenever I do this. So 
you know, I, I think I, I saw it. the movie one time. Oh, that's cool. the second one, right? That's the <laughs> yes. second one. The first uh-huh. one, I, I say a lot of sayings from the first one a lot. Uh-huh. But the second one, I don't recall as much until you said that right uh-huh. there. In the circle circle of, of trust. I think he says right. it in the first one too, but it's definitely something that's across. I think there's three now total, but I love oh those gosh. movies. Oh my gosh, I love so them. Behind the so time, great. but anyway. <laughs> They're good. Um, but the five elements to build trust or the circle of trust, we're talking about character. So you definitely need to be honest and transparent. Don't take yourself entirely too seriously. And I think we're all really good at doing that in this industry. What we do is serious. It right. is, but we don't have to be um, snooty about it and throwing our jargon around. Um, Dana, I'm sure you didn't yes. do that when you were on the retail side, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No, I I tried not to. Uh, Anyway, um, again, just being real. I mean, be real with people. People can sense that, you know, if you're being genuine, if you're trying to put on a front or like you said, almost not show off, but be too over the top with what you know, then as a consumer, you probably wouldn't like that. So why do you think the person coming to you would enjoy something like that? Just kind of speak to them in real terms. Yeah. And, and then whenever you, you know, there are, there are certain times where jargon is going to have to come out, but that's where you're showing, you know, your job and, and what you're supposed to do, but don't throw that around in between when you're really just trying to build that conversation and that trust, because there's a lot of building in that conversation. So don't overdo it at the beginning right. is what I would say. Right. So the second piece is competence. So with that, you want to make sure that you pair that with top-notch customer service. And everyone says, we've got the best customer service. So we're going to make sure we have the best customer experience. So when it comes to that, I hate that people use that as a selling point, as something that makes them better than everyone else. Everyone says they have good customer service. Give an example as to how you provide good customer service. Not that you're available at two o'clock in the morning or something like that, but give examples of something that's happened that you've really been able to shine through that moment for someone. So that's what I would say when it comes down to um, talking about customer service. But this third one, I think super important, and this is where a lot of folks lack, especially when they're new to the industry they're in, is confidence. Mm. So the way to do this is to ask for and act on the feedback you get from people. So it's going to help you to do better, better, definitely. Dana, do you have any kind of example as to when you asked for feedback and actually did something with it for a client or even for a coworker or a manager? Do you have anything that you well, can share? I, I remember early on whenever my first agent I ever worked for, he did a nice job of kind of throwing me in and making, you know, setting appointments with clients and doing these reviews. And I remember how scary they were. I hate to say scary, but because I didn't have that full confidence in in myself yet and in this career. So I would have these reviews and I, and I, I could feel myself sometimes that they could feel it and that that's even more unsettling. Mm -hmm. But throughout time I was able to, and my agent worked with me too, you know, and I, and I would tell him what I, my, I felt I did wrong and how I can improve. And then he would tell me X, Y, Z as well. Um, And mentors. And I had some great coworkers too. Like, Hey, I just really fumble on this. And I felt myself do that. 
I, I was always pretty critical of myself mm. and always asked and I'm not, and I did have other people come and, and tell me things too. I, I'm always for constructive criticism, but I think mm-hmm. I was my own worst critic that I always was seeking it out a lot of times, maybe before it even came to me. Um, and then over time, getting the verbiage down, how I need to say things and, and more assertively, you know, don't, don't be afraid to say this, this way and things. And, it comes with practice. It comes with time and knowing your audience too. So yeah. How about you, Nicole? Anyone ever kind of? Um, yeah. And you know, really what I will say in the current time, which I think is really relevant to this is we do a lot of role-playing. So I have a lot of new folks on my team right now and I do role-playing with them to help them to build their confidence, even though they all, mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel like they're going to drop a deuce when they have to do it in front of them. <laughs> and I'm right. right. <laughs> really nervous. You can be really nervous when you know the person and they are going to critique you versus a customer who you may potentially never have to talk to again if it doesn't go well. So I, I get that, but the role playing piece does help to build confidence and you, you know, um make changes based on that feedback. But what I will say, there is such an advantage right now because of how the world has shifted to virtual meetings. It is so much easier to build confidence when you're doing a virtual meeting versus an in-person. That in-person meeting, they can see you're fidgeting with your hands. They can see you're crossing your legs. They can see that you're getting super uncomfortable. Whereas when you're doing a virtual meeting, they can only see from your shoulders up. So they can't see that you're fidgeting. They don't see the notes you have on the screen to the side or taped to the side of your monitor or however you're managing that. So a great way to help to build this confidence is to do this in virtual settings until you're totally confident to be face-to-face with a client. So I think that's a great tool people can utilize now. And I feel like an old lady, like in my time, when I first started, we were people. Now you can do it virtually. Like, you know, but it's, it's so true. Like you can really build that confidence by not having to be face-to-face. Take advantage of the technology when you can, Mm -hmm. you know, I would have loved to have it honestly. So, and the role-playing I did do with another agent too, it it is very, very helpful for when you do get in front of that person. It is kind of scary. Like you said, Nicole, not scary, but it's really weird when you know the person, (laughs) you know, know. just like, okay, (laughs) I don't know, but it it was honest feedback for one, each other. We were actually honest, giving honest feedback to each other. So it was very, very helpful. And it did help when the people were really sitting in front of you. So Right. Definitely. And then uh fourth element to building trust is credibility, which is why we're talking about this today. And something that can really help with that is you can share positive reviews and testimonials you've received from other clients or prospects that you've worked with in the past without being a braggart at the same time. So you can share. People like to hear stories. They can connect that way. It helps you to build a relationship. So if you have reviews, and most of us are collecting reviews and testimonials, we're using it on social media, on our website, whatever it may be. But by taking that information and sharing the back end piece of that story can really help to build your credibility Try to choose something that obviously pertains to the prospect that you're talking with. So if you have a personal lines client, you don't necessarily want to talk about something that you did for a commercial lines client. You want to choose something that's going to pertain. Um, But that can be really helpful. Dana, did you ever do something like that on the retail side? Did you share or collect testimonials at that point in time? Or Um, Not that we collected, but I think whenever we were with a client and someone knew and with time, some of that credibility presents itself in the conversation that it makes it easy to bring up. Now that we're talking about whether it's a coverage or a sheet, they bring up a situation. 
I can come back with a response or a story or an example as to how we've done that in the past or maybe took it a step further or how we helped those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually think our line of business and in, in those conversations with reviews and, and looking over people's policies and just because we there's so much real life elements to our business that I think it should be somewhat easy to do. I don't know. Maybe for me it was. Over time, though, it did take time because it mm-hmm. takes time to to actually have these real life examples to show your credibility. And not and I just spread it through my obviously my office. It's not just about me, it's about right. my company, it's about my boss, it's about everyone I work with and how we all work together to make sure everyone's satisfied. So that's the other part of it too. You're not in it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to represent everybody in your office and the company or in companies or whatever you're working for. So that was Definitely. my takeaway from it. I don't know if you ever felt that way, but yeah, for sure. And the thing is, as you're getting started, you may not have your own positive reviews and testimonials from previous prospects or clients, but you can share them for the agency or for the brand that you are representing. So if you have someone coming in and they've never heard of the carrier that you're quoting them with, find some positive things to share. So it's not just something that you specifically have done. Again, this is also that, um, you know, borrowing credibility. So that helps people to feel more comfy. There's more carriers than ever when it comes to insurance. Now, we're not all just dealing with captive agencies anymore. Obviously, independent agents are in a high demand more than ever before, which is a great thing. But there's a lot of carriers people haven't heard of. There's carriers that don't advertise on television. So they don't know who they are. What I always said, I wrote a lot of American modern business at my agency. I worked with a lot of real estate investors. So I loved their dwelling fire products and their bacon products. All their products are great, but I really utilize them a lot. But guess what? American modern, you're not going to see a commercial on television for American modern, but their motorcycle product is extremely competitive to all of those other motorcycle products that people would see. So what I would say is, okay, you know, you see these commercials on television for Progressive and, you know, all the big guys, Geico, all of them for bikes. Guess who's paying for those commercials and marketing dollars? That's part of your premium. So you might not have heard of American Modern, but they keep their prices low because they don't have to advertise like that because their product's good enough to stand on its own. So that is something that I did to build the credibility of a carrier maybe that didn't right. know. So right. there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, the last element to building trust and helping with credibility is congruence. So this is to be reachable and compatible with people. Dana, if there's anything that we've learned with dealing with retail, being on the retail side directly with consumers or you know, being here and working with our agents and being that go-between we have to be reachable for people so that they can reach out to us and know that we're available to help them, especially in their time of need when they're stressed yeah. out and the clock is ticking. But most importantly, we have to be compatible with all types of personalities mm-hmm. here. We have to really be able to do that. Would you agree? Yes, yes. Actually, I mean, I think everyone knows at this point, I was with a captive agency. I was with State Farm for 13 years. Okay, that's the company I worked for. I love them dearly dearly, but we were captive. But in the last agency I was at for like five years, um, throughout that time, they were remodeling and coming up with different types of customers. And I can't remember, there's four or five of them. Hmm. 
to try to, I hate to say categorize them, but so we know the best what they're really looking for, you know, okay. I mean, it's way to, to be compatible with them because not everybody's the same. And, and we were fortunate. We had a lot of clients that we ended up knowing pretty well. So we kind of knew who they were, but this was really assessing them as we're getting new clients and bringing them in and, and make, making sure to reach them the way they want to be reached mm-hmm. and be compatible. So some people were very, very techy. They're never going to answer their phone or they're just going to email you. And again, I get it. There's, you want to talk to them and things like that. But if you actually know the best way to reach them based off this personality and X, Y, and Z, it is a lot easier to be more compatible with them. And then they feel more comfortable because they feel like you know them. Right. So I thought they did a very good job of helping us try to find this niche of our different customer types of bases. So we know how the best way to reach them what's important to them too. Some people were relationship builders, you know, that they really, so, but not all customers are like that. So you just mm-hmm. have to really find the niche and it, it it does go a long way. I do. I think I felt like we always kind of did that. I always thought at State Farm, we were very good at that anyway, um, but it was just another level of trying to figure that out. I found very, very interesting. Definitely. A couple of the quick things that can help is admitting weakness. I'm not saying you have to throw everything out on the table that your company thinks that, but there's nothing wrong with admitting something that you know they're not so great at. But on the back end of that pairing and coming back with something that they're fantastic, they're doing that balance work. Nobody's perfect. And Everybody knows that there's a weakness in every single company. So you can really boost your credibility when you can admit weakness rather than trying to hide it. Um, but you can also turn a perceived weakness into a desired benefit as well, depending on what's going on. So you can point out a weakness of a competitor and then brag about a strength that you have versus what that competitor has. So that's helpful too. Now, we all know there's rules that we have to follow as insurance professionals. We can't just be slamming all these other companies all the time. But you know, you can subtly share some of those things. And that can be really helpful when you know your competitor's weakness and you can match that with a strength that goes a long way um, and help people. We had mentioned about borrowing credibility before too. So, you know, if you've got a testimonial or someone who can endorse you, um, you know, we've been talking with a lot of builders through this project that's been going on forever. Long story short, this last builder did such a great job. Um And he actually gave us people we can talk to that he's worked with recently and homes we could walk through and go visit in these people's homes. That built a lot of credibility for me because this guy has a really stinky website. Well, he's not the website guy. He's the contractor. Like, So being able to go and talk with those folks and learn about their experiences and see the work that was done, that really built a lot of credibility for us. So um, that that speaks volumes to me for, for a big, big choice Agreed. like that. So Agreed. Okay. Um, staying positive is really important too. So yes. when you are bad mouthing your competitor, yeah. your credibility can decline pretty quickly. So it doesn't make you look any better. So you can warn somebody about something with a competitor, but don't make it all trash talk because. No, it it's not a good look. Well. It's, it's not. not a good look, really. I mean, how about. Again, would you like that 
presented to you. I, I always go back to that. I, I, mm-hmm. I would walk away faster than anything. If all mm-hmm. you're ever going to do is bash the people, and especially if you're bashing the company, maybe I've been with for 10 years. Right now, now I might be a little extra salty, even if yeah. you're or whatever the reason, like, you know what? I'm only looking for a couple of reasons, but I'm still kind of loyal to them. So yeah, I don't appreciate you bashing them. <laughs> you know? Right. You can oh, become defensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. become a little defensive. And then you're thinking, well, this guy must think I'm really stupid because I stayed with these people for 10 years. You know, that right. can be something uh-huh. else too. Like, so yeah, more so promote what you have to offer and, you know, just sell yourself and your company and things like that. I, I That's what I think. You know, I, I think it's good to know strengths and weaknesses of different companies. Of course, it's a great asset to have, but right. it's not for bashing purposes. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, Another piece is to share your qualifications, but be subtle about it. Be humble about it. You know, yes, we want to know your experience, but don't make it a mile long explanation as to everything you've done in your life. So you kind of have to balance that so you don't sound like you're bragging. Um, And then lastly, is staying calm. Even in the most stressful situation, professionals are known to remain um, composed even during the biggest crisis moment. So that goes a long way. We're professionals here. We need to act like professionals and not create more drama um, or high stress than what's necessary. We're supposed to keep it together. So right. following these things definitely help to build credibility and will help you to get that trust with your clients and have you, you know, enter the circle of trust with them. We'll end with a with a Fockers moment. <laughs> Everybody's gonna have the circle of trust on their walls in their offices now. I think we you should know, start a trend. I think well. we should. We should start a trend. <laughs> we can do like mouse pads and chachki items, you know. Oh, we'll make a background, a virtual background. <laughs> I'm gonna so watch Meet the Fockers tonight. I could eat popcorn. <laughs> I knew. I, I I wouldn't mind starting with the first one, the segue yeah. to the second, and now yeah. that there's a third. Who knew? I didn't. Right? Maybe <laughs> guilty. Maybe I'm gonna binge, binge watch, watch TV <laughs> tonight. Eat entirely too much popcorn. All right, Dana. Thanks for taking okay, the time to, to talk about credibility today. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks. And I'm on the roll.